Hello and welcome everyone to the sixth episode of the Unwavering Goddess podcast. I may sound a little bit sick and that's because I am. I'm negative for COVID but I forgot that seasonal allergies still exist so we're getting through it but I may sound a little more nasally or congested than usual. If you read the title of this episode you already know we're going to get into some uncomfortable territory or at least uncomfortable for me. One of my first resources when I started my journey was Alex L's guided journal called Today I Affirm, which is something I still like to turn to to this day. This journal is ultimately how I found her work, and if you hear me reference her multiple times, it's because her work has changed my life. But enough gushing, let's get back to the guided journal. I opened it up yesterday and the question read, Why do I struggle with relinquishing control? Most of the time, I want to avoid this question because it warrants me to go deeper into feelings that I don't want to confront. I would much rather skip it and get back to controlling every aspect of my life. Generationally, I have seen this wound repeated time and time again. The women in my family are doers. We go out and we do. This can get us called things like aggressive, rigid, intense, and most of the time, though we are well-meaning and driven, we can come off as cold and detached. Quite the opposite is true. We are warm and loving, but we have guarded ourselves with control. I remember my partner telling me that he wanted me to consider him when making decisions, and for us to talk about things before I just did them. Immediately, I got defensive and thought he was infringing on my freedom. What I failed to realize was that it wasn't an attack on my freedom. I had just never let go of the reins before. Ultimately, he couldn't control my decision, but he did want to be a part of it. I then needed to learn how to let go, which felt nearly impossible and still does. Underneath the quote rigidity, though, is a lot of hurt. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, but maybe in a less direct way. Somewhere in our history, we were disappointed or our needs weren't met. Somewhere in our history, we didn't feel good enough. Somewhere in our history, we didn't believe that we could ask for help. And somewhere in our history, we were taught to care for others above ourselves. Many of these instances occur in childhood, but regardless, some moment made an impression on us and caused us to be control freaks. Thinking things like, I'll just do it on my own because I know no one will help me, or I need to do it a certain way so that I'm not disappointed, or I'm not going to wait for help because what if it doesn't come and then I feel abandoned. Even through writing this, unraveling these narratives is heavy for me. We build resentment toward others and build this self-reliance identity that's not based on self-love and self-worth, but instead based on the idea that we are not loved or worthy, and that is why we must do it all alone. We close ourselves to the possibility of our loved ones rising to the occasion because instead we just write them off. And that's what's caused a lot of problems in my relationship. For example, my partner is always asking for what he wants and needs, and one day I asked him why he wants all of these things but doesn't do what I want and what I need. However, I can't expect him to read my mind. Oftentimes, I have needs and wants that go unexpressed because I don't want to bother anyone 
or deep down because I don't feel like I deserve it. We talked further on how I have a really hard time communicating what I need just because I already do everything for myself and then resent him for not being there for me. And that was a lot to unpack. We've grown and matured a lot in our relationship, but I'm still carrying pain from six years ago when we first met. And not only is that unfair to him and our relationship, it's also unfair because he doesn't think or act the same way that he did at 16. I don't think most people do. But from the first disappointment, maybe not even from him, I've just been on guard making sure that I can be ready for when the pin drops and I think somehow that I can be prepared and I'll have it under control. This need for control can really warp our view of the people that we love, especially when they aren't correctly playing their role in our made-up lives, in our made-up scenarios that they're supposed to follow. Perfection is something that we learn to expect from them because we're used to doing everything by ourselves. We're used to doing things the way that we want it done. But that doesn't really allow for people to be who they are and show up as themselves. How can we expect our loved ones to show up for us if we don't let them? There may be a way that you might want something done or a way that you feel most loved. But unless we communicate that, we can't really expect them to know how we want to be loved or how we want to be helped. And at the same time, we just have to know that (laughs) the other people in our lives are not us. They're not going to react the same way. They're not going to show up the same way as we will. So if those people are valuable to us, then we need to say, okay, like I know that they're not going to do the same thing that I would, but how can I appreciate the way that they're trying to do it? I feel like expectations could be a whole episode by itself, but I feel that these things go hand in hand. We began controlling when our expectations were not met at some point, but I challenge you this week to let go. I'd like to think I can go with the flow, but I'm not typically that type of person. I'm going to really try this week to be more open to people, situations, and circumstances as they are. Today, I wanted to take a walk, and it seemed like a nice, gloomy, crispy fall type of day, and I walked outside, and it was very hot and humid, and I just decided, okay, this is how it's going to be for my walk today. But I'm still going to take my walk and I'm still going to try my best to enjoy it because I I have no control over that. But I do have control over how I choose to spend my time and what's important to me. Some affirmations that I wrote for myself are, I cannot control everything. I cannot control how people show up or don't show up. I cannot control what works out and what falls through but I can control how I react and choose to take care of myself. 
once you start filling yourself up and feeling more whole, you will no longer need such a tight grip on your life. And there will be room for disappointment because you already have so much joy and gratitude in your life. You will start appreciating people for who they are and subconsciously when people see you being joyful, they will want to join you. If we stay resenting and not naming our needs, it only drives away the people that we love the most. A lot of relationships are not going to be like the movies and TV shows that we see. In the best relationships that I have personally, they're relationships where we can be honest about our wants and needs and just accept each other for what we bring to the table. I know when I was younger and someone would cancel on me, like cancel plans, I would get so upset and take it so personally. Um, But that was never constructive for me. But I wanted control over the situation because I wanted to know exactly how my day was going to go and like what I was going to do. But now as an adult, I know that it's not me and I can't control what's going on in that person's life, what they might be going through that day. But I can control how I react to them not not going through with our plans that day. Instead of getting upset at them, I want them to know that I'm a safe place where they can be honest and tell me, you know, I just am not feeling it today, or this and this came up, and or, or say nothing at all. Like, obviously tell me that we're not hanging out, but you don't have to explain yourself. I'm just trying to demonstrate the idea that we can't control other people, but we can control being compassionate towards them and knowing that I might be disappointed that I'm not doing what I expected to do, but, like, it's okay. Go do your thing. Go take care of you. And I'm going to take care of me. And quickly, just one other thing I want to challenge you to do is if you feel like you're struggling, actually ask for help this time. I know it can be so hard, but even if it's like a simple task and you were planning to do it already, um, if it's giving you any sort of anxiety or um, you're avoiding it, like just ask someone to help you out with it. Because a lot of times I don't want to go through the trouble of asking, but I always feel better when I do. And remember, they may not help you in the way that you expected, but if they're willing to help you, I feel like that at least shows you that they care and that they're trying their best to show up for you. We might have gotten a little lost there at the end, but I hope you enjoyed this episode We got to let shit go and sometimes just remind ourselves that nothing in this world we really have control over. So we have to make the best of it.
Thanks.